You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. What a privilege and what a gift God has given to us to be here at the end of February in 2022, standing on holy ground. Um, I've got a little talk for you this morning. Joe asked me a while ago, would I speak? And I said, yeah, no problem. And then she told me what the talk was about. And it was like so ironic that I was going to be talking on like the digital revolution. Our response. Oasis community in the digital revolution Because Joe knows that Paul and I are the people she needs to nag the most to respond to emails and get on church suite and do the stuff that we need to do. Do you know, um, about 10 years ago, Paul and I made a decision and we sat down and we talked about it and we made the decision that we actually weren't going to do email. You know, we just thought it was so invasive that people could be emailing you at night. So if they wanted to talk to us, they could pick up the phone. And look where we are now. We've got Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. We've got blogging, flogging, and microblogging. WhatsApp, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat. Etsy, Strava, Pinterest, Flickr, Photo Bucket. In the last 10 years, how we communicate and share information, you know, has changed at phenomenal speed. And the consequences are often good, but sometimes they're not so good. Um, yesterday, we, you know, we've had this big storm, haven't we? And my sister... Her electricity went off at half past ten on a Friday morning. Fine, they can live with candles, but actually they were hoping to fly out on holiday today and everything had to be done over the internet. They needed to do their COVID vaccine things. They needed to do their, get their QR code. They needed to, do, to get their boarding passes, everything online. No devices charged up at all. Can't get out of the house. So at half past 10, they're all trooping to our house. We've got devices everywhere being charged up so they can make their flight. Did you hear about the the story about somebody called Jerry Dyer? Who's heard of Jerry Dyer now? Okay, just a few of us. Go and Google him. On Friday, he's got this little YouTube channel. So sad. Jerry, if you're listening, I do love you, but it's really sad. Get a life. He stands at Heathrow Airport and watches the planes coming in, videos them and live streams them to the world. He said, when the storm came in, he said to his partner, he said, look, I'm really hoping today we can get 30,000 followers. It crept up, it crept up to 20,000 followers. It then was announced on CNN. And yesterday I heard on 
Radio 4. He managed to get onto Radio 4. What a scandal that there'd been about 4.5 million views, I'm one of them, of the planes coming into land. You know, that is the power of communication and sharing information. I read back in um, 2015 in, it's like Christian magazine, the church is like a vast oil tanker. It is not easily tossed by the waves of popular sentiment and takes a long time and a great deal of effort to change direction. So in the last 10 years, how we communicate and how we share information has changed at phenomenal speed Has the church caught up? Do we need to catch up? Do we need to make changes to what we do? You know, 10 years ago, faith used to be so simple. It was the real world and that kingdom of God, that invisible world. And now there's also this virtual digital world as well. And we don't actually need to leave our house to connect with people. We can reach out and communicate with one person, two people, 50 people, 20,000 people, very, very, very easily. So as followers of Jesus, do we need to change the way we communicate and share information? So the questions Joe's given me, really important questions, In the 21st century, when we have access to all of this that's out there, do we still have to be part of a church? Do we still have to meet together as part of a church? And what should community look like for us now and over the next few years as the digital world continues to evolve? I think we're probably in quite a good place right now because of COVID, because that's kind of speeded up our response. We've had to make some changes. So this oil tanker has begun to change all across the globe. Churches had to be done differently. But when I thought of this, I thought, well, I'm no expert on any of this stuff. But what I do know is that the thing that we're communicating and the thing that is important for the church to be sharing information about, it's God, isn't it? So everything that we do, it's got to be about God, God at the center. And the most important thing is to remember that God wants to be known. And he has made himself known. Through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, through people down through the ages who've just caught that sense of what he's saying. He wants us to grasp and understand who he is. And he's speaking to us, spoke to us in the past, speaking to us now, and will be speaking in the future. And God desires communion with us, and God desires community for us. So in the midst of all this change to how we communicate, this still hasn't changed. God wants to communicate with us. 
God wants us to be community together. And God wants to be known in the world around us. So I'm not going to talk to you about how we use WhatsApp. I'm not going to talk to you about how we use Flickr in church, because that's really beyond my expertise. But what I really want to just talk about is how do we know if what we are doing, whether it's online, whether it's here, whether it's on WhatsApp, whether it's on Snapchat, how do we know that that is community? How do we know that that is communion with God? How do we know that Jesus is at the center? Because if Jesus isn't at the center, it's just a gardening club or a history club or an art club, which are really great and important, but actually this is the community that I really want to belong to. And so there were four words that came to mind that are going to help me decide on if what I am doing is actually got Jesus at the heart of it. And those words were love, belong, connect, and gather. So to measure, to monitor, to assess if what we are doing, a meeting on Zoom or a connection through sending out this thing as a PDF, how do we know if that is church, is that community, is that communion with God? Is, is, is love at the heart? Is by doing that, do I know that I am loved by God and that God loves me and that I am loved by others? Do I know by doing that that I belong to God? He belongs to me and I belong to others. By doing that thing, does it help me to connect to God? Does it help God to connect to me? Not that he needs help, but some things are helpful for God to be able to communicate with me better. And does it help me to connect to other people more? And that thing, does it help me to gather? Because right throughout the heart of the Old Testament, there's this sense of God wanting to gather. God wanting to gather people. Do you remember Jesus saying, Jerusalem, I have longed to gather you. So there's this thing about gathering, and it's that gathering, which for me is the, the biggest bit of what I want to just say to you about this morning. So I'm going to answer some of those questions. Do we have to be part of a church? Do we have to meet on a Sunday? And what should community look like for us now and in the future? But I'm just speaking out of my experience. And let me start by saying this, that in my experience, some of my most profound and life-changing experiences of God where I have felt loved, where I have felt that I belong to him, where I have felt so connected to him, have happened when I've been on my own. And I've been in my home, and I've been listening to worship, and God has come and broken into my life. And some of my most profound 
and life-changing experiences of God where I have felt loved, connected, and I felt I've belonged to something much, much bigger than myself have taken place right here in this space. They've taken place as I've come in through the door. Chess, she won't remember it. She's not here this morning. Morning, Chess, listening on the live stream. A few months ago, I spoke to her about something. She has no idea what she said to me. She probably can't even remember it, but it was really profound and life-changing for me. Another time before I'd even sat down, I spoke to Gemma Hadley, who's downstairs with the kids now. And she spoke into my life in a life-changing way. I can remember in that kitchen, meeting with Lee, and we were just beginning to share the dream of make lunch. And that was a life-changing moment. Sometimes I've been up here and I've been speaking and it's like, because you don't know, but I just see out of that window there and it's almost like, okay, okay, God, I'm listening to you and I'm listening to this. You know, it's a very strange experience when you speak up. Some of these changes, you know, have been really, really, really special to me. And so I've come to the conclusion, do we have to be part of a church? My conclusion is yes. For me, it's yes. Because when we gather, Lee's just said, there's this shared experience of God. It's a shared experience which helps to make us one. This morning I went into that little group, just the room out there, just to prepare. And do you know what? I could have stayed there all morning. It's absolutely, you know, they just have this music just piping in. And I had my coffee and I had my Bible. And it was just like, oh, I just feel so close to God. This is so lovely. I would just stay here. And a song came up. And the song had these words. In the shelter of each other, we will live. And that just made me think a little bit. Because I've always loved the passage in Psalm 91, where I'm just going to read it so I don't get it wrong. I grew up with this. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow. And the song is singing, in the shelter of each other we will live. And and that's right, isn't it? Because God has been doing a new thing, and we have God's spirit within each other, and it is actually God is going to be ministering to me when I meet with you. So yeah, we do have to be part of church. But remember, the place where we're at now in our church is we've got this messy O And I really love the way Claire Shellswell kind of described this messy O a few weeks ago, where it's like we're going out and we're coming in, and we're going out and we're coming in. And it's okay for you to be part of Oasis if you are a little bit on the fringes. And then you come in and then you go out. That's okay. We would love you to stay, but it's okay if actually you move out again. We're no longer using the model where we have a core And we want the people who are on the outside to come into the core so the core grows. It's a little bit different. We've changed. We've grown. And we've got this idea of people moving. So, yeah, be part of us. But it's okay 
to dip in, but we would love you to stay. So the thing is, the bigger question is, do we have to meet on Sunday? Can we do church online? Yeah, we can. We can do church online. We can love each other. We can belong to each other. We can connect with each other. We can gather together online. And it's great because parking is so expensive in Bath. I love it. And God can be revealing himself to each other. God is making himself known when we meet online. Over the last two years, I've experienced some brilliant times. Our microhub met online. I did the kind of the, the listening to a podcast and getting together to talk about it that Robin organized. That was really great. The daytime microhub was really great. Our last community forum was absolutely amazing. We all met online. It was church. It was real. We shared. We connected. But I'm going to say two things about gathering. Just two things. Gathering in person is different. When our daytime microhub was able to meet in person, we met at Joe Rich's house. It was different. We met and we just sat and it was, it was different. It was good. It was life-affirming. There was something extra that came when we met together. On Christmas Day, we didn't meet together. So Christmas Day, we met on Zoom, and it was different. I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed because I was so looking forward to being here with my kids. I've got one child out of four who's actually in church today. And on Christmas Day, I just longed to be there with four of them. And it was on Zoom. And I was gutted. Because meeting together is different. And we gather in person because it is easier for others to join us. It's really hard to get to know people online. But meeting in person makes a difference. So gathering in person is different. That's why it's good to meet on a Sunday morning. And gathering in this place is significant. And at some stage, I hope to be able to talk to you about this place and the significance of this building here in Bath. And I know it's connected a little bit to rubble. This church was built on the foundations of another old church. And I was really interested to learn that the person that this church was named after was a woman who helped to reform the church in the sixth century in the UK. I love that. And when this church was built, we'd already started social action. So we'd, there was a school in the basement. So social action is at the heart of this. 
And we're built out of limestone rubble. We're built out of not the posh limestone that other people use. We're built out of the rubbish limestone. And I love the way that Joe's phrase, if you like, her verse from Isaiah 58 is about using the rubble of past lives to build anew. This church is important. So meeting here is significant. So I don't know what our community is going to be looking like over the next few years as we change, but I do know that we just need to keep gathering. We just need to keep loving. We just need to keep belonging to each other and connecting to each other. And these are the ways that we know that we are continuing to do what God has called us to do. It doesn't matter what the medium is. I'm sure we'll have lots of different ways of connecting, which I don't even know about, which are going to be really good. But as long as we're gathering together, as long as we're still knowing God and being known by each other and having love as our foundation and Jesus as the center, it'll be fine, whatever the medium is. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.